Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 102 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, studying in the week of May the 1st to May the 7th uh, in Luke chapter 12 to 17 and John chapter 11. Uh, And today we're going to conclude uh, Luke 15 and go into uh, Luke chapter 17 uh, for a bit of an extra bit as well to see if we can get all that covered. Um, so we were talking about the parable of the um, the prodigal son uh, yesterday and we'd gotten to the point where the son decides to return and the father sees him and welcomes him with open arms. And then the son uh, says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Uh, so there is no question about where he's been. There is no question about the inheritance that he was given that he now seems to no longer have. But rather, without any kind of discussion about it, all that matters to the, to the father is that his son was lost and now he is back. Uh, and that is, you know, a, a wonderful um, parallel or mirror to how the saviour is with us um, if we are become lost. Uh, Elder Robert D. Hales uh, said this, quote, um, His father had not forgotten him. His father was waiting. And when his son was a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and kissed him. In honour of his son's return, he called for a robe, a ring, and a celebration with a fatted calf. Reminders that no blessings will be withheld if we faithfully endure in walking the path back to our Heavenly Father. This is, of course, the important point, is that the thing that made the difference was that the son decided to return. That's all he had to do. Uh, And then the father was ready to receive him and to give these blessings to him. And I think that for us, this is a great message of hope uh, for us, and about the, about the miracle of repentance, and how the blessing of it, that we are able to, you know, just turn back to him, uh, and it's as if we had never left, um, which is just wonderful for, for all of us, I imagine. But of course, there is the elder son, uh, who we need to talk about. Uh, he sees that what's happening, and in verse 28, it says, he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. Now, we often, you know, look at this older son and we look at them in a negative light. And of course, you know, this is not a desirable reaction. Uh, I think we, we would agree to having a long lost sibling return and a celebration be held for their return. Um, we would hope that we would be more merciful if this was us. Um but as the father, notice that the father goes out to him as well. Um, the father loves both his sons um, incredibly. And no matter where they are at, no matter what state or what position they are in, um, he goes to them when they are with him, uh, which I think that that is you know, a great message to begin with. Um, and then, of course, the son um, says, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, never, neither, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandments, and you never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. Now, in this parable, this is where things become a bit different, because in the parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin, um, there is no mention about, oh, well, all the sheep, other sheep are jealous uh, about how 
there's this one, this focus on the one, by the good shepherd, or the coins are not jealous that this woman leaves them alone to go find the other coin. But here we have this this uh, moment where we've got to reflect on this. And in verse 31, the father says, uh, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead, and he, he, was, he is alive again. Um, this is important for us to remember that we sometimes see ourselves as the older son and sometimes we act like the older son Uh, and i think that just like with the parable of the good samaritan there are many levels here i think no matter who we are it's important to remember that the father gives an equal amount of love to their children uh, in this parable but he just celebrates when his his younger son his uh, prodigal son returns because he was lost and now he is found. Um, with that love, it is a, an intense joy that he has returned. Now, of course, that same intense joy is, proper, is maybe not seen or felt uh, by this older son. That's why he's angry. He feels that this intense joy is not shown for him. But this constancy of joy, this, this, this enduring joy, thou art ever with me and all that I have is thine, is what the older son is experiencing. And it's a different kind of love. Uh, I wouldn't even say it's a different kind of love. It's the same eternal, the same perfect love, but it's expressed in different ways. Um, And I think that sometimes we can see this and, you know, may perhaps feel that something is not fair. It's kind of like with the example of the, um, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but the parable or the the sort of the message about the the labourers in the vineyard and how, you know, those that were laboring from the morning were paid the same as those that labored for the last hour. Um, and it's something which I think because of the world in which we live and how we live in a world where, you know, you are paid for the amount of hours you work, you're paid for the amount of work that you do rather than where you end up or what um, condition you, you are moving towards, um, then that's how our mindsets work. But of course, the, father, the Heavenly Father's plan is not focused on, you know, oh, you've spent this much time in the gospel, so therefore you're going to get this much blessing. It's focused on who are you now and where are you going to be, you know, when all of this is said and done, you know, at the very end. Um, and I think that, that is uh, so important because someone can be in the church for their whole lives and not make very much progress. <laughs> But someone could come into the church in the in the last few years, few years of their life, completely dedicate themselves to the Savior and change dramatically. Uh, it is all about how dedicated we are to the Savior. Uh, I think you know this is such an important principle to reflect on. Uh, so yeah, it's just a, a really wonderful par- parable. Uh, last few minutes, uh, just to mention the ten lepers. Uh, of course, we know that there are 10 of them, uh, that they are all healed. They ask for mercy. And, they, and interestingly, in verse 14, it says, the Savior in Luke seventeen fourteen says, he said unto them, go shoe yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. So first of all, the faith that all 10 of them showed was brilliant. They were leprous and they were told to go and show themselves to the priests. They weren't healed and then had to go show themselves. But the Savior said, go and show yourselves to the priests. And they went. And it was as they went, they were cleansed. 
how many times in our lives we, we receive the blessings or we, we receive the miracles or we receive the guidance or whatever it is in the act of doing what we are meant to be doing or what we're told to do instead of just having it, not magically, but, you know, uh, from heaven just descended down onto us um, at that very moment. It often comes in the act of doing what we need to be doing in that in that sense. Um, and by the way, doing what we're meant to be doing because when a person is leprous and they're no longer leprous in that time, they are meant to go and show themselves to the priest. So the saviour is, you know, telling them to go and do that step without necessarily seeing that they were healed with the faith that they would be healed as they went. But then one turned around and uh, and gave him thanks. And interestingly, it notes in verse 16, he was a Samaritan. That is that important point uh, is not mentioned again, but um, it's just you know, a note in there. And of course, Luke's gospel is focused on the outcasts, the, the people that you never hear the voice of, the people that, uh, you know, are uh, often seen by the Jewish society as people that aren't that important to listen to, um, such as at that time, the, the women of, of the, the groups, uh, and also, in this case, a Samaritan. But um, Jesus asks him, where we're not, we're not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Uh, and in 19, he says, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. This is obviously an important moment uh, that we need to show gratitude uh, for the blessings that we receive. And because of that gratitude, we are further blessed. Of course, remember the, the message by President Russell M. Nelson uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic that we all heard in the church that there was going to be a special message by the prophet, prophet um, specifically around the challenges and struggles that the world was going through due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and he talked about the greatest blessing, the greatest thing that we can have to, to overcome the challenges in front of us was the gift of gratitude. Uh, and I imagine there were some people that kind of thought, well, you know, I've lost family members due to this pandemic. I've lost um, all these things. Um, and of course, I don't think you mentioned COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic specifically. I can't actually remember. I need to watch it again. Um, but it did come out during that pandemic and it was quite clear that the world had this whole, this this common problem that they were all trying to overcome. And yet gratitude was the thing that would help us the most. And that will, that's the case with all challenges in our lives. Elder um, uh, Merrill J. Bateman said this, quote, in becoming a whole person, the grateful leper was healed inside as well as on the outside. That day, nine lepers were healed skin deep, but only one had the faith to be made whole. The tenth leper was changed eternally by his faith in the Saviour and the healing power of the atonement. Close quote. Thank you very much for listening to it with us today. Uh, sorry for going slightly over, but there is so much here and I wanted to spend all the session tomorrow on the um, story of Lazarus as well, because it, it, it requires its whole episode. So uh, we will uh, go into that tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening. And until we meet again.